the record with Dan Gordon and Maya Billick on FBI Radio. tuned into for the record on fbi radio 94.5 it is midday and we are taking you through a full album this week we have a pretty special episode it feels like we've had a pretty special episode for the last couple of weeks we did uh, black midi last week and this time we're doing big thief and we were lucky enough to be joined in the studio uh with adrian lenka of big thief i'm honestly still crying about it it was so as cliche as it sounds, um, it was truly like something to be in her presence and hear her talk about her music the way that she did. Um, and you're going to be able to hear that today right here on FBI. We're going to play most of the interview uh, or as much as we can in the uh, short amount of time as well as squeezing in the full record UFOF. That track right there was Contact. You're listening to For the Record right here on FBI going through UFOF, the second F standing for friend, the brand new album by Big Thief. So without further ado, we will take you through our interview with Adrienne Lenka. You're tuned into FBI Radio 94.5. You were tuned into For the Record on FBI Radio 94.5 FM, and we have the absolute pleasure to be joined by um, someone responsible for a few of my favourite albums of the past years and probably a few of mine as well. Hell yeah. Uh, we have Adrian Lenka of Big Thief in the studio on holiday, but she's taken the time out of her holiday to come have a chat to us. So thank you so much. Thank you. So the album's been out for a little while now. How does it feel having it done and in the world? It feels good, yeah. I, um, I kind of... Like, the big release for me is when the actual album gets completed. So when we finish recording and mixing and mastering it, and then it's like, all right, this sounds this sounds done to me. That's the real relief and celebration. And then when it goes out into the world, it's kind of like, all right, it's out in the world. But it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I kind of like, I, I prepare for that far before it goes out into the world so it's more like side note okay everyone can hear it now do you feel like it almost um doesn't become yours anymore it's sort of everybody's once it's out there like this thing that's been so so much you know only for your ears you've been working on it for like you know however many months or how many years and then it's does it feel weird to kind of then have like you know hundreds of thousands millions of people kind of listening to it at the same time yeah interestingly well never really felt or feels like it's mine to begin with I think especially that's part of being in a collective rather than just being my own um like the center of the project sort of it's like because I'm in this band with these other people who put so much of themselves into it I never really have this feeling of complete um isolation or privacy with it so it always feels like it's blooming like through all these different shapes and forms and um and I'm kind I've sort of developed the habit of releasing everything as soon as I experience it I mean energetically releasing it like 
not needing for anything to appear to be a certain way to like my 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 bandmates first of all like i'll just kind of show them everything and share everything with them songs as they're being written songs when they're just the seed of an idea um like my thoughts surrounding the songs like it's really like a constant conversation and so i and then when we're recording and working on the songs too it's like we're all there to serve the same thing and it's this inner point of intersection where the four of us are like really unifying our energies and but none of us are it so we're like all contributing to this thing this this meeting place where we meet as a band in like manifesting something together um but it doesn't feel like we are that thing so in a way it feels like it was never really ours to begin with yeah so we yeah we never really had a grip on it to begin with like it was always just kind of contributing to it until it felt like we'd done our parts to to feed the thing and then yeah letting it letting it be in the world but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like this huge sort of like you know like pressure on you yeah and it doesn't feel like a giant gesture to be letting it go into the world either it just feels like it just feels like we're not hiding it it just feels like we're just sort of making it
kick things off, uh, we went into the title track of UFOF by Big Thief and then right into my favourite song on the record, Cat Tales. And this last one right here you're hearing the very end of is from... You're listening to our interview with Adrian Lenker of Big Thief. We're going to duck into a little bit more of that interview right now. You're on FBI Radio. So many bands these days have like a focal point or like a centre and Big Thief really feels like a group effort to the absolute fullest degree. Mm. Is that something that you wanted to, um, you like talked about at the beginning of the band that it was going to be a really like combined kind of group effort? Yeah, I think... That's always what my intention was, even before I met my bandmates. For some reason, I just wanted to be a part of a bigger thing and contribute to that rather than being the absolute focus. I think it's partly a way of keeping myself in check and just sort of a life path choice of where how I wanted to grow. like. I've basically surrounded myself with people who have equal input, equal say, whose whose hearts I really trust and who are equally taking care of the music and so they're the such honest reflections to me constantly. So I'm always having to keep myself in check like um and I can't really get away with my own bullshit. So it's just like it's nice because it's just it really is such a it just removes the ego from it that's what I was going to say it must be so nice not having like egos throughout the band and having people being like this really nurturing uplifting kind of environment yeah totally and I realized that as like the songwriter in the band which is a huge part of you know I do contribute that which is part of the heartbeat of the band but we're all just kind of stewards and caretakers of the music and we all offer different things. Um, But I could, I I felt this point where I was sort of choosing, do I just want to be Adrian Lenker and just like push that out into the world or do I want to be in a band, you know? And that was like, I knew that I could just have a band and be sort of like demand more of the, you know, oh, more of the focus is on me or more of the pressure is on me or I'm contributing this much more or this much, you know. And that just exhausted me as soon as I had the thought. And I just was like, actually, uh, yeah, it's a choice. And it's it's a choice to, it's not a choice to be like, oh, be all humble and whatever. It's more so just a choice to be... Um, yeah, to be not like, to be in it for like a greater reason. Like the music itself is about something that's beyond all of all of us, and we're just we're just trying to, you know, like be in service of that. And so, and that just like brings so much more fruit, like b- between us as friends, and then also in turn like between us and the people we meet and our team and Mm. like the audience and everything that spirit of like we're all here experiencing this thing together and um i drifted a little from no 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 that's great (laughs) do you feel like you retired this idea of being the front woman and grappled with it before or after making a biscuit um, much before, I think, yeah. I mean, that stuff is just, yeah, my solo work, I just view it as I'll probably always make stuff in my, you know, in that more intimate space of just my own reflections. And um, I also really love the acoustic guitar, and it's my first real musical relationship was with the guitar, and it's my first love, I think. And... Um, I really love the quietness and the intimacy of just this, the frequencies coming from that instrument. And it's so, it's just so beautiful and soothing to me. So it feels important for me to archive my solo 
versions of things and also stuff that doesn't really fit with Big Thief. It's nice to have that outlet. Um, That's more so just my own little, like, private, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 it wasn't really a sweeping decision not to be a front, a front woman. I think, I think it was more so just like a, that, that moment of deciding was so small. It mm. was so tiny because I bar- I didn't really even have to grapple with it. I was just like, oh yeah, I really want to be in a band. And, uh, yeah, but simultaneously, like with any healthy relationship, I think it's important to feed yourself too, separately from that. Mm. And so when I go and I do stuff by myself, play shows by myself or play guitar in my room or record something um, for myself or like, you know, go to the grocery store or like cook a meal or (laughs) um, make something with my hands or whatever it is, it all goes back into feeding those friendships and that relationship with the band and the collaboration. And everyone in the band is pretty good about everyone kind of has their own solo endeavors like max plays jazz a lot with his friends um james makes electronic music constantly and he's got his own project he always puts out music on Bandcamp. and buck also has um his own like solo endeavors too so feels pretty balanced <laughs> did um did the tracks from um and terminal paradise exist as in your head as a solo uh work before or was it always <coughs> intended to be um almost like repackaged to be a big thief track mm. well going in like i made that solo record right before we made ufof and we had this long list of songs that we were choosing from and when I went to make the solo thing, which I made over the course of a week, that from and Terminal Paradise just fit so naturally with that. And I really loved the sound of them just by like kind of the solo vibe. Like I really wanted there to be a version archived like that because that mm. was just how they sort of formed in the first place. So they felt crucial to that record, but then when we went in to make UFOF, they also felt crucial to that record because the way the band plays them all together and um, they just fit thematically so well and and also just musically, sonically with that sort of more ethereal, like cosmic open, mm. open tuning, like suspended sound. Um, so th- honestly, they just fit so well with both and rather than being like i can't do that we can't do repeat songs <laughs> i i really love it i think yeah. it's great and i think more people should do that and kind of reimagine their songs mm. as like a different thing i think it's really interesting cool. to hear like a new take on something especially with such a short span of time between them you mm. know like it was only what like a year or a year and a half between those two yeah versions of that track i think it was really nice i also feel like the for me the um your solo record this is almost like somewhat like an extension of that sound the ufof sound is like a little bit more of like a nuanced subtle version of like maybe like a big thief record like your past two ones have been maybe like a little bit more up tempo was 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 that like a like a um was that a decision that you guys wanted to make Mm, not really uh like not consciously I think it was it's interesting because thinking about different ways of measuring or yeah like the upbeatness or uptemponess or maybe aggressive like intensity of, of a record in many ways in my mind this record was like more intense than the first two and so I thought it might just be really sonically that way too and more upbeat and and then it all came out and at the end of the day it d- did kind of have this sort of trancey mellow quality to it which mm. wasn't really an intention 
but that's just how it ended up and I think intensity just comes out in different ways um like like with contact the first song uh to me in many ways that's like one of the most intense recordings I've ever done like it just felt like it was dealing with this sort of like depression feeling and this like numbness and then breaking through that with this like wild intensity and all this violent emotion coming out and so for me that was like whoa this is this is more intense than anything we've recorded but yeah in terms of uh in terms of like tempos and all that it's really hard to 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 hear beforehand how how things will actually come out in my mind sometimes i'm like wow this is going to be a really heavy like rock and roll album with like lots of upbeat songs and then it'll end up being like oh i guess it's like sad and mellow again (laughs) but (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah it's yeah i can never truthfully i can never really envision how an album's gonna sound before we make it so far anyway i have these ideas and colors and visions in my mind but they're pretty abstract like montages like you know it's like I can sort of feel the color, I can feel the texture, but to actually know how it'll sound, it's like, but I don't think I'd want to control that anyway, because it's nice to hear how it all comes together naturally, like as it takes on its own life. What kind of colors would you give each Big Thief record? Each one? Just for comparison, yeah. Oh, well, I mean fragments of colors like a mosaic throughout each Mm. you know um this would be a question to ask someone with synesthesia (laughs) (laughs) my sister has that um but yeah like yeah i'm not really sure actually colors and i guess i mean colors more so in a metaphorical sense like, like a feeling like a feeling like I couldn't really say, okay, blue or, like, you know, lavender. Like, Mm. it's more so, like, you know, it's, like, (laughs) yeah, like, like, nothing. It's just, like, impossible to, Mm. um, to describe. But it's, and that's the invisible thread that makes big thief a band i think is that we're all listening to the same inaudible sound and we're all listening to the same looking for the same invisible thread and somehow we can communicate it to each other without describing it and i can be like james and like play him something or max you know or buck i can play them something and talk to them about okay like all these songs are coming together. Here's all the little voice memos I have. Here's like my th- my thoughts. They're pretty abstract, but you know, just like kind of ethereal, like like be this feeling. And and as we start to play them, they just they build like they help build that whole landscape. And mm. I'm like, yes, that's it. I wouldn't have known how to describe it, but that's exactly the color. That's exactly the rhythm. That's exactly the texture that's exactly the feeling and like we only know it when when we find it (laughs) so in us like it's kind of like recording is a process of exploration that's just documented yeah Thank you.
as our limbs are twisting in her bedroom. Dogs eyes in the headlights of the drive Cause we have the same power We have the same power We have the same power We Up the top, you heard Open Desert after that one, Orange. And then right here, Century off Big Thief, UFOF, one of our favourite records of the year. Dan and I are taking a little bit of a backseat in today's show. We're trying to air out as much of the interview that we can uh, that we have with Adrian Lenker of the band. We figure it's always the best to try and get the artists themselves to speak about the record. And we were really, really lucky to have Adrian in and asking her all of the nerdy questions we could think of. So without further ado, here's a little bit more. Did you feel like that happened a lot in recording this album? Because this was, I think, like, what, the first one where you set some time in the studio and you're also kind of tinkering around with stuff on the road. What was recording for this album like? The actual, yeah, process of record of recording this one like when we were at the at the studio in the studio and the and the stu- at the studio and like what was going on behind the scenes um yeah so well leading up to the record we'd been on the road constantly and i'd been writing more than like i'd written more in the two years leading up to that than any other period of time i think um and so we just had this flood of songs that we really felt like we wanted to do something with and um we demoed them in uh Topanga Canyon in LA and that's when all of the bones of the song started to form we kind of arranged them and played them a lot in this little house that we rented like an Airbnb type rental for the month (laughs) turned it into a studio and made all these demos and um and we were just having so many conversations about the record and we found Bear Creek the studio in Pacific the Pacific Northwest and um when we yeah we got there and my sister and my cousin came and co- did all the cooking for the month bless and made meals yeah and um and we basically didn't have any anything really we had it loosely arranged like we had just the bones of playing them together but in terms of like the overdubs and the stuff that we added nothing was planned for we just kind of um figured it out as we went and the space was so inspiring it reminded me of my great grandma sunny's house it it was like kind of a barn kind of a house and it um just like old and like shag carpeting and like (laughs) just um with this kitchen and um right in the middle of all these giant pine trees and um yeah the air was really crisp and it just felt really inspiring to be there Mm. i actually ended up doing some writing while we were there and i wrote cattails and sentry there um which was totally unexpected and we just recorded them uh but yeah it just felt really fun and magical and it was probably the most comfortable recording experience we've ever had because we were there for a whole month and we had people helping with the food and in previous experiences we've 
cooked all the meals and we've we haven't we we had also this time we had an engineer and our producer Andrew whereas usually Andrew would be doing everything so we all got to rest more in our roles like we knew that food was taken care of and mm. we knew that there was an engineer taking care of all the mic placements and capturing all the sounds and then Sarlo was able to just focus on the energy with us and so everyone had was able I think to like home in more on just like their individual um craft <laughs> yeah um and we played a lot of football in in between <laughs> really that, yeah. what kind of football like not american football like soccer sick <laughs> hell yeah dad's a big football fan that's great oh, yeah. cool what would what position would you play if, <clears throat> if you if you were in like a, a football team uh all over the field box to box <laughs> hell yeah box that's to cool. box no yeah it was my first time ever playing nice <laughs> so but i got better in the month of being there because we played so intensely like none what of was us it like 5v5 or something no well we had uh my sister t and cousin and um let's see me max james buck and sarlo and dom so yeah four Four and four, and then the house engineer Taylor, and then for a while our manager Tom was there. So actually, we had a nice little. That's a good setup. Yeah. It was good, and <laughs> it was, but really, it was intense. Like wiping out all the time, like yelling, like <laughs> really just. And I don't know. So this is where you get the big thief anger out. It's not in the music. You guys don't have any disagreements on that. It's on the football field. That's why the music's so calm. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. No, but it was actually so therapeutic to do that because being a musician is many things, but it it's oftentimes not super physical unless you're loading into a venue mm. or having an intense moment on stage. But otherwise, it's a lot of sitting and like when you're writing, when you're playing, practicing or traveling, it's a lot of just sitting on sitting around. <laughs> so it's just like it it feels so good to have that physical outlet and then yeah. also work together as a team, like outside of or even as opponents. <laughs> this is going to sound really strange, but. Would you say you're very in tune with nature? Like hearing the way you describe um, making the album, like you're watering a plant almost and you have the bones of a song and like flood of lyrics. Mm. It seems more apparent, especially on UFOF, that like characters and people are still there, but they take a little bit more of a backseat. Was that definitely intentional on this record? Or just by chance mm, what do you mean by the characters and people are still there you mean that nature is sort of at the forefront yeah like um it's interesting yeah i think it just becomes like a broader landscape like there are people but there's also animals but you also see like the river down that way mm. and like and that's what seems to happen as i get older and as i move through records is like it starts here and just like angst like <laughs> frustration like trauma sadness pain waking up from all of it and then it's like okay okay you know capacity next record like angst still there for us like all this feeling all this anger all this pain all this oh and the beauty but also like whoa but also my grandmother and her story and oh i see that i'm getting to know her more and i'm starting to see that there, it comes from this lineage and look recognizing these patterns and and how i've also given that you know past certain things on to like you know and just like the web it's getting more connected and then the next one it's like even further like even a wider view and i'm like whoa and over here is like this little galaxy and and you know also like the first two records were pre having traveled outside of the states for me mm. so really? this record came after 
the band had been touring together and we'd gone to Europe and everything and we'd, we'd come to Australia and we, you know, we still haven't been to so many places but I got outside of the bubble of America and, and like, you know, got to ex have gotten to experience some different cultures and um, more of the earth and so I think that must have something to do with it too, like just getting a bigger perspective, um, a mm. wider perspective. And But what's happened simultaneously, as I've grown and expanded externally, like I've also, it's also been mirrored internally. So everything has also at once become more detailed. Mm. So like, I've started to describe things with my lyrics, I think, in a more, even more d detailed way, but within the details, like each part contains the whole, like the more micro, micro you get, the more macro in a way, like, you know, you zoom into these little cells and you start seeing that they look like different, you know, um, solar systems and like, you know, it, it yeah. looks mm -hmm. like, so it's yeah it's just kind of this expansion i think and people uh yeah everything's maybe become a little bit like the more i the the more i grow the harder it is for me to believe in uh the more everything feels a bit like an illusion and like also just like un unbelievable like the finite physical form and the mystery that encompasses everything and how we're born into this life not knowing where we've come from and we leave not knowing where we're going but that's the guarantee is that we will you know die and then we see these little births and deaths all around us all the time with people and with animals and with everything in nature and there's this uh, this wonderment and mystery that exists constantly that's available if you just like step into it a little bit so yeah i think uh, i think in some ways i've traveled more into the um details of the human relationships and human experiences that i have in traveling deep more deeply into them i've started to see the fibers that make them up which aren't necessarily like human like mm -hmm. they're they've got an everythingness contained in them so like a human being's hand can have thousands of little birds inside and like you know your arm can have like mountains and rivers and you know, it's all symbolic, both inward and outward, like the double, the two, like infinitely outward and infinitely inwards. <laughs> I'm I trying to describe it. <laughs> no, it's, it's... No, it sounds good. I love it's it. like a reborn J.R.R. Tolkien, <laughs> almost, a little bit. Um, no, you were like a very crazy, talented songwriter. Uh. Um Stereo gum referenced it to almost being like an oracle and that you're able to tell oh, wow. life stories in minutes. Wow. How do you feel about that description? As long as there are cookies involved, <laughs> I'm down. I get that. Like in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like... Take a cookie, you'll feel better. You'll feel better. Yeah. As long as I... If that means that I can be perpetually baking cookies and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and be fine then i'm we, i'll we, take it we literally just watched the matrix yeah. like <laughs> really four days ago wild <laughs> no sorry it was a bit like cheeky response but i don't really yeah i don't know i mean how, how to respond to that really other than perhaps we perhaps all that really is like you know being prophetic or psychic or any of that I think it might just be tapping into this stream of you know 
existence that we all have access to and it's just how many layers removed are you from being able to step into it and it's yeah because I just don't think that time I don't believe that time is linear so it's not like this you know this thing where the future is way up there and the past is way back there and to be able to see into either one of those must take a magical power I feel like it all exists here and it's just you know layered dimensions or perhaps you know it's just yeah it's just a it's always changing like it's it's variable it's like it's always it's always moving it's not in variable time like I just think that it's something that we don't really fully have a grasp on and um so who knows I mean even just the why do we feel why is like a smile so contagious why why does it why is holding you if you hold someone's hand who you're in love with why does it feel like so much more than just holding someone's hand is that quantifiable like it's the immeasurable part of everything that we all really do have access to and it feels like magic and it's it's really yeah amazing and sometimes I feel like the people who seem the most psychic to me are people who are just actually the most observant (laughs) halfway now. 
for the record your weekly dip dive into an album this week uh it's big thief with ufof you heard strange right into betsy and this one's terminal paradise if you just joined us we've been airing our interview with adrienne lenker of the band big thief i'm going to dive into some more of that right now here on fbi radio 94.5 got a quick little tip secret for you we're going to be uploading the full interview to fbiradio.com so right after we finish up here at one head to the fbi website and you can hear the interview in its 45 minute glory it is an absolute doozy um you mentioned a little bit earlier about going into slightly more detail with your lyrics on this record I also feel like the music, like this this album in particular, has some of the most like interesting and complex, and maybe a little bit more like into interweaving parts. Um, do you think that the two go? I mean, obviously they go hand in hand. But do you feel like one upping your lyricism made the band as a whole go? Oh, we want to try something a little bit different with the music this time. Mm. Maybe on a subconscious level. Um a lot of the songs on this album started out with the music, actually, which is interesting because mm. um, it almost maybe maybe the other maybe the music was asking for the lyrics to be more intricate and detailed. I, it's hard to know. Um, with a lot of these songs, I just started them by putting my guitar in an open tuning. And there's many different tunings on it, but. Um, which are little worlds in themselves, like the little um, tensions and and overtones of these different tunings. Mm -hmm. And the band sort of, all of them adopting different, or inhabiting different aspects of, of, of the guitar parts. And then all of us sort of intertwining in this way. And then in some cases, the lyrics came after after the music so it's interesting yeah i think it's just what's the word symbiotic or no like they uh, like work together yeah like rely like they're pulling each other all mm. the time to expand it's like one or one thing too yeah. with just on a personal you know just as for myself i couldn't really separate my guitar playing and the music from singing and the songwriting like it all sort of comes into one yeah it just all come comes out in one rush (laughs) yeah do you have a um favorite moment in making the album or a moment that really stands out to you Mm. or favorite song yeah i have a lot of favorite moments from making this album um but one of them was when I wrote the song Cattails, and I, I mean, I stayed up late writing it, and then the next morning I showed the song to James, and I barely really slept. And then we were getting ready to start a day of recording a song or two that we'd already planned for, and then I was like, let's just play this one for a bit. And he just got, sat down at the drum set, and we played it a few times through. And um, before I, it I really just felt so much joy and electricity from playing that song with him, and it was just like wow. It doesn't even. I lost track of the fact that we were in the studio, or that we were had the intention of making something. And before and I looked down, there had been mics set up around me, <laughs> and Dom Dom Monks, our engineer, had just captured it, and it was like amazing that he'd captured it because it was maybe our second or third time playing the song together and it had when we finished playing it it was like this really beautiful energy just swept through the room and we both felt so happy and excited and then we went in the control room and listened to it and it was just done and it was just like wow (laughs) <laughs> that just feels like a little gift from the universe. It was so fun because there was never a point in that moment where we had to think about 
capturing something, recording something, making something to then yeah. put into the world. It was simply this ecstatic moment of enjoying music together. So I really, I think about that moment a lot. Probably my favorite song as well, to be honest. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I think you had a good point about Cattails as well, Dan. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You said that you liken um, the characters in your songs to people. Um, in Cattails, it's about your great-grandmother. Is it correct? She's Yeah, she's definitely in there. I wouldn't say it's all about about her but it she's in that song <laughs> do you say that they um almost become like guardian angels so that you can kind of conjure mm. at your own will i, I really kind of like that yeah is that something that you plan to keep doing as 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 your music kind of progresses forward well i hope so <laughs> i i like that way of looking at it because then in a sense it's like whenever i listen to the song or or play it it's like getting to be in that space with her or with her spirit Mm. she's in a lot of my songs actually and i think that i have the same sort of angels or spirits reoccurring in different songs in different forms and going by different names um like my mother's in a lot of the songs but sometimes in disguise and really so the names don't necessarily have to be that person no they change and sometimes they're just me cool yeah like sometimes the the names are just naming different aspects of myself sometimes they're literal people and and i but often they are shape-shifting and yeah so that's beautiful though about the guardian angels yeah i think it's really nice i think it's really nice that you that you kind of have this one one thing that you can you know whenever you play it live must pick up and you think like bring back all those memories i think that's really nice yeah even just saying her name feels powerful yeah violet you know just like it's yeah and 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 that time you know i i was lucky i got to know my great grandma she was in my life for 20 years and it was beautiful going up to her place in northern Minnesota that she had built um, with her husband and their kids. And she had quite the intense life. Um, lost her sons and her husband. Um, and my grandma also, yeah, lost her brothers and her dad. and um, But had this amazing radiating just brightness in her energy. Everyone called her Sunny. <laughs> and she was a painter. She painted beautifully. Um, and also just an artist. She had a music room full of instruments, baskets of all kinds of weird percussion instruments. And she picked up the electric bass in the last few years of her life. Really? Just <laughs> And Sick. she made us drums. by. She, like, made us drums by hand Whoa. when we were kids. And pa- hand-painted them, like, beautiful horses on them. And That's it. She was cool. She That's was really so cool. rad. And yeah, it's that feeling of the kind of love that explodes in your chest when you realize when there's somebody who, you know, those few people who you would cross the world for to be there in a moment if if you heard they were passing or going mm. through a hard time. That's a beautiful kind of love and it's the journey, you know, the journey home like I'm not even sure where home is anymore other than just with the people I love and making the journey home is a beautiful, bittersweet thing because you might, you know, you just lose your home at the same time. I mean, you lose everyone along the way. So it's just, yeah, part of the song is just that journey and thinking about home and what that even is and speaking words of comfort to somebody who's older than you like um sort of looking over looking out for your parents grandparents great-grandparents as they get older and activating that sort of mothering or fathering nature in yourself to sort of help them transition into the next realm like 
at the end when I'm just saying like, you know, I found you there in your country flair. She always wore like suits, like like full on, um, like just pants and shirts that would match perfectly, but that she would paint, elaborately <laughs> paint them. And these hats and like she was, um, so yeah, I was just imagining cause she used to take us to the river and the mouth of the, the headwaters of the Mississippi are up there. Um, but yeah, I was just imagining middle of the river in a lawn chair with your wrinkled hands and your silver hair leaving here soon and imagining me like and you know where like to where the cattails sway with a lonesome loon like transitioning into this more of the same in a way but like bringing all of that like comfort into the it's really a beautiful thing because I was with her right when she was dying so I was just thinking about that and um, playing songs for her and doing silly voices for her in her ear while she couldn't speak or see anything and it brought her like joy into her last moments which was beautiful <laughs> so yeah um yeah cool. that's really really beautiful it seems like a big part of ufof is like tapping into something a little deeper yeah <laughs> um how does that make you feel now knowing that this is considered one of big thieves best albums so well, far i'm glad because i guess that must mean that the deeper we go the better which if it were the opposite we would just be going downhill from here You've been listening to For The Record. Thanks so much. Thousand, thousand thank yous to Adrienne of Big Thief for allowing us the time to come in, talk about her record, and let alone sitting with us for an hour and really going in deep on things. That is it for us on the show. We'll be back next week. Uh, Lunch with Deeper Alum is up next, so definitely stay tuned for that. These last two tracks from Big Thief are Jenny and Magic Dealer. Don't go anywhere. You're on FBI Radio. You've been listening to For The Record. Would it help? Would it help?